Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Archipreneur Now podcast. I am your host, Heath Armstrong, and I'm so, so, so pumped up to have you here today for my first episode of the Archipreneur Now. You know, my mission is very straightforward, and I want to make an impact on this world that would positively and infectiously change the lives of everyone around me at really any given time. I believe that happiness can be achieved with the mind, and I believe that everyone should not only experience this, but live their lives through this particular happiness. At any given point in your life, you have stumbled upon this podcast for a reason, and whatever that reason may be, I just want you to hold it close because I want to help you take that reason and turn it into meaning and turn it into a fulfilling life with a mission. You see, as we grow up, we get tangled in this misconception that life isn't really about happiness. It's about survival. You know, we have to do everything we can just to survive. Then we can worry about being happy later. But why? You know, then we look back on life from an old age and we realize that all of that survival is basically meaningless. I mean, because we were never really happy. It feels so empty. It feels so unfulfilling. And at that very moment, would you still feel happy that you survived? I mean, if today was the last day, would you feel satisfied with the life that you lived? That is the question that you should base your lifestyle around. What is the point of survival if it doesn't involve happiness? The normal everyday perception of life is so, so backwards today. The truth is, you know, once you start looking for happiness as a way to survive, that is when you will discover peace and content. This is the very purpose of life. This is where you find meaning. This is where you make a thumbprint. This is where you leave a mark. Do not make the mistake of surviving to be happy later. Be happy to survive right now and you can change everything. Your future can't be predicted, you're right. But it can surely be created and it can surely be invented. And there is always an excuse to not make a change. But not making a change is the only reason You need an excuse in the first place. Excuses are arbitrary. They're all in your head. See, in the end, it's not the years of your life that count. It's the life in your years that count. I hope you all are ready to get funky because this podcast is going to dive into some amazing, value-packed interviews with some creative, fantastic people. Not just successful entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, but people that are still in the thick of their journey. Because I believe that the ones that are at the bottom, scratching and clawing to try to make their way to the top, have just as much value to provide as somebody with all the success in the world. This podcast will bring you a perfect mix of all of these, and I hope that you enjoy it. And if you find any value in it whatsoever, please do me a favor and go to artsynow.com slash review and that'll take you straight to the itunes review page with that being said our very first guest is franklin murphy out of ventura california he's a scientist 
He's a surfer, and he slays the keys for a band called Shaky Feelin'. You're not going to want to miss this. Here we go now. Who wants to get funky? Who wants to get a little creative out there? Which one of you want to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad self. Hailing all the way from It's Always Sunny, Ventura, California. He's a scientist, he's a surfer, and he plays keys for the band Shaky Feelin'. And according to the band's website, he has sex appeal. Everybody give a warm welcome to Franklin Murphy. (laughs) Franklin, you are the entrepreneur now. How you doing, Franklin? Excellent, Heath. How you doing, my friend? I, I appreciate you coming on the show today to be a guest. It's going to be a fun, exciting time, I'm sure. But before we get into any uh, deep thoughts, I want to go ahead and get through these questions we call the Breezy Three so that the audience can get to know you a little bit. Okay, right um, on. So the first one is, what are your three favorite creative works? Well, you know, I, I think about that. Um Things uh, of creative works that that I really liked, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, um, you know, just listening to music and the parents, uh, the Led Zeppelin album, the, the the first one, and just just hearing that, just every single song that on that album was just like fantastic and just really inspired me to, you know, um, sit down and write songs and practice and play and think like, Oh man, I wish I could be like those guys, you know, like I, like I, oh, yeah. I wish I could do it, you know, they slay it, man. Yeah, they do. And, and, uh, so that, that's one, that's one creative work The the next one, when I started getting in, uh, when, you know, I, my, my parents bought me this, this keyboard and I started sequencing and started getting more into music. And, and then I, heard of Herbie Hancock and that at headhunters album. Oh man. Like that's really a great got one. <laughs> me into the synth side and of things. And, um, you know, a lot, actually a lot of my, uh, music and that is inspired by him. Um, after yeah, I, I heard, heard that headhunters album, I went out and bought every single one of his vinyls I could get my hands on. So, and yeah, I blast yeah, him I, on full volumes a lot. <laughs> I, I do the same, you know, I mean, I, I play it the whole album through, you know, when I, when I want to listen oh, yeah, to you it. You can't hit uh, stop on that. Yeah. And then also, you know, another creative side that, that I have is I'm, I'm, I'm into art too. You know, I, I paint also. I use oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I use oil, acrylics, and um, a lot of the paintings in my house are actually done by me. Um, I'd like to see so some of those sometimes. Thing, so you really do fit the entrepreneur category right now uh, in more ways than one, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So, I, you know, I was thinking like, you know, what, what painting really inspired me? And so there's one artist that I really like and that, especially when I was in uh, when I was going to high school was uh, um, was Van Gogh. Obviously, everyone loves loves Van Gogh. Um, and, and that particular painting that really got me going was uh, the Night Cafe. When he's got got the the lone man and there with the the uh, the pool stick and the pool table there, it was it was just like 
you know, I don't know, just, just hit me something with there. And it's kind of funny now I'm playing music, you know, in, in venues and of course played music in tons of bars. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of a cool thing, you know, because music and, and the visual arts all kind of in, intermix, you know, within the, within the brain, you know, uh, you hear kind of colors with music, especially, you know, a lot of creative people. So yeah, those, those would be the three things that really inspired me. Cool. Well, who are your three biggest role models? Well, three, obviously, I'm say Herbie Hancock off the bat. And then, um, you know, Paige McConnell, I, I just love that, you know. I mean, being in Shaky Feeling, um, it was a great mix of, uh, you know, me and Mark, you know, him and I got guitar, and we both love fish. And, and so Paige, you know, and just I, I saw Paige for the first time, um, you know, uh, in 1998 at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. I was just wow. blown away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, the, the three biggest, you know, there's, there's one thing that, um, yeah, there's actually three people I'd say for the, 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 uh, the last person. And, uh, that's, that's really kind of inspired me. And it's just, just recently is, um, you know, Amanda Palmer, Natalie Dawn and, and, and Jack Cape from, uh, um, you know, Amanda Palmer has her, her band and, and, uh, and Natalie Dawn, they have, uh, um, uh, Pomplamoose and what they're you know their music's I, I like their music um, but particularly what I like about them is um, their their ability to promote themselves without a big record company and so that's that's a that's a big role model for me right now uh, moving forward especially with uh, Shaky Feeling and, and my yeah, music you, you have too. to absolutely reach down and believe in yourself and you really have to have that unshakable will and follow your unusual vision um, and I think that can carry you a long way. And a lot of people out there, they don't they don't realize that uh, how important it is to actually just let go of that voice in the back of your head that says, no, you can't do it. Who am I to do this? And that that normal fear that everyone has and just go for it because, you know, you only get one chance. And it, it's exciting to see people like you that are out there doing that and following their passions and um, setting an example for everyone else who wants to do it. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here. So that's that's awesome, Franklin. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Uh, appreciate if that. You, if you had a bucket list, and I'm sure you do, most people do, um, what would be the top three items on that list? Well, you know, I'm I, I'm a surfer, so the first two is the uh, one is I'd love to surf Indonesia. I've, I've yet to surf there. I've surfed all around the world, Fiji, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Panama, Mexico, East Coast, uh, Hawaii, you know, West Coast. Uh, Oregon, Washington. Um, so what, what? I'd love to go dive in a cage with some great white <laughs> sharks. Just eat landlord himself, you know. You get a little bit more <laughs> balls than me, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'd really like to do that. Um, that would be the second thing. So the, the third thing is um, those guys that fly in those wingsuits, man. Oh, oh yeah, God, that would be so cool. So those are the three things I'd love to do. You know, they have a bridge day over here in West Virginia. Uh, close to us and there's a day where they all come out and jump off those off the bridge with those things i mean like hundreds and hundreds of them oh it's it's pretty insane uh but i'm sure that the rush is is something else so man that was a great way for the listeners to get to know you so if you want to go ahead and dive into who you are and and tell us a little bit about your band and other endeavors uh, go for it okay right on well um you know my name's franklin and uh you know, I'm a just normal guy <laughs> that, uh, you know, I, I, 
I play music with uh, Shaky Feeling, and um, we're hailing from Ventura, California. Always sunny. Yeah, um, always sunny. But before that, you know, I played in tons of bands. I, I played, uh, I studied, uh, you know, um, uh, West African high life music, uh, um, Makosa and and um, um, all, all that that whole region. I it played with uh, Bubakar Dibete for, from. Uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Um, yeah, I studied with the CU African High, High Life Ensemble. I went to Colorado, Boulder. Um, wow, I bet that was interesting. That's different. Oh yeah, it was. It was great. And shout out to Kwasi Ampene. You know, he's a great, great guy. Really mentored me in, in my keyboard playing, basically to make me more calm. You know. <laughs> yeah, the value of a mentor is huge. You might think that nobody cares about what you were doing and nobody wants to help, but but you're wrong. If you just get out there and, and look and ask, you'd be surprised who's willing to help you, who wants to see you succeed, who, who really wants to give you the value that they've learned from one of their mentors. And I've been lucky enough to stumble upon a guy named Paul Kemp who, who runs the App Guy podcast. And if it wasn't for him, you know, I probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast today. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's just great, you know, and... Um, so, you know, I, I've been playing music and I think, uh, I'm also a scientist. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that I, I do, I do still, uh, since it's pretty hard to, to, um, you know, make, make a good, decent living, uh, playing music, you know, in the arts, especially, um, I, I do, uh, I'm a field service engineer for, for, uh, Thermo Fisher and I work on, uh, mass spectrometers and, oh, wow. and, now uh, you- Chromatography. Well, that's cool. Did you you study biology in college? Is that right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I graduated with a biology degree, and um, uh, you know, it was it was good. And right out of college, I, I actually worked at Rob's Music. <laughs> yeah, a music shop selling guitars. But then I, I I went back. I had to get back home to get back to the waves and start working for a biotech company and, and a vitamin company and. You know, just, you know, furthering my, my scientific career. So, yeah. And it's really important that people hear that, Franklin, because not just in the art industry, but most other industries, it's not very uncommon for someone to have to, to push themselves through and, and work that side job while they're trying to kickstart their entrepreneur career and chase their passion. And it's all about just taking one step forward every single day. And if you work harder and harder, you will get to that point where you don't have to work that side job anymore. You know, it's all about committing yourself and, and just being consistent. So thank you for sharing that, Franklin. Yeah, you know, that's totally true. There was When I was living in Hawaii, there was a guy who told me, you know, I, I go in a music shop and, you know, I'm just sitting down, just playing on the keyboards, you know, and this guy playing great, crazy flamenco guitar. I'm like, start jamming <laughs> with him. And he's got this Corvette in the driveway. He was a doctor, and he's like, "Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, the music will come. Music will come." And I've always, I've always, uh, still think about that guy. And uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. I I think I'm doing it yeah, right. Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid that they can't do both. Uh, that they either, you know, they have to work their day job and forget their dreams, or they go for their dreams and they can't, you know, make a living on the side. And it's not true. It's absolutely not true. Well, I definitely have not stopped. Pursuing my dream. No. <laughs> That's for sure. As you shouldn't. And you're getting closer and closer every day. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, Franklin, into the core question. So when you were a kid, what, what did you actually want to be when you grew up? Well, you know, 
I, I, <laughs> I you know, uh, uh, you know, I didn't really, honestly, never really knew what I wanted to be. No, that was the know. same way. What, what kind of, well, you know, the teachers ask you that. I remember, I'll tell you a story. I was thinking about it. I was in second grade and I remember my, my teacher asked me, or she sent around papers all around the classroom and said, oh, what you want to be? And I wrote down, I wanted to be a math man. <laughs> and you know, I, I was like, I didn't know. Everyone was writing down firefighter, astronomer, you know, whatever. And so I was like, well, I don't know. And she's like, well, what is a math man? And I was like, I don't know. Someone who does yeah. math. Because <laughs> I really liked math at the time. I remember that. But Yeah. When I was little, I remember wanting to be a lawyer, which, man, I was way, way off. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even think I got through sitting through one law school class in college. Oh, God. Well, I think I came with the math man thing. You know, like music has a lot to do with math. So, I mean, yeah. there you go. Well, so I know you started playing music when you were rather young. So if, if you want to tell us about your background and how you got into the music and then what the major turning point was of your career to get to where you are today. Absolutely. You know, I started playing the piano when I was six years old with Miss Hungerford. And, uh, you know, I took lessons and I really liked it. Um, my mom wasn't really the one to, like, make me practice. I just kind of practiced. And um, sat with a timer on the, on the thing, like Miss Hungerford would say. And I played that for, like, uh, a good... I think good five years, and then I started playing violin in the orchestra. So I kind of put the piano actually on the side for about a couple of years, and I really took off. I went to book four uh, Suzuki method with the violin, and then um, you know I, I, we had the piano at my house the whole time, and I started picking up my dad's guitar, and I was playing the guitar, I was playing the violin, I was playing the piano, and you know I, I really liked the piano more than all three of them. So. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I started I started playing the piano and I started getting more. I started taking instead of classical lessons, I started taking, uh, you know, rock and roll lessons. I remember this, three three guys. I, I don't remember the teachers' names, but I remember one guy taught me some cool little blues licks, you know. And then around that time, I was like sixteen, and you know, I could start driving, and so I started driving to my. Uh, we had like a little band in high school, the, the Ghetto Fabulosos. And uh, so I started playing, uh, you know, piano, like reggae stuff, you know, like s simple things. I, th I think I actually played a couple of fish songs, maybe some easy ones. I didn't quite remember, but, um, you know, we played battle of the bands at, at high school. And so, you know, I th but I think, like, to answer your question, a major turning point was probably when, um, you know, I started picking up the piano again because I mean, look where it's look where it's led me. I mean, I, I haven't stopped, and a ton of people ask me like, "Wow, how long have you been playing the piano?" And I'm like, "My whole life, you know." And I think that's really good for people, you know, just to, just to play something, you know, to have that creative outlet. Was Was there ever a time where you where you almost you know contemplated giving it up, where you just thought maybe it wasn't going to continue, or you were always there, like yeah. this is always going to be a part of my life? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's long, true. You know, true passion. Yeah, as long as I keep breathing, I'll always be playing music. <laughs> okay, well, what would be your ultimate long-term goal? Like, where do you see yourself in the future? Well, right now, I am, my ultimate place would be, you know, playing music full-time. Um, you know, my great goal would be playing three-quarters of the year, you know, playing shows, um, making an album. Yeah, you all have been picking up your tour 
here a lot lately. I mean, I saw you did a couple nights there with Particle and then one there with Robert Randolph, which is ultra exciting. Uh, so I'm sure that there's a lot more dates to come. Yeah, we're going to be playing the Apple Fest up in Oregon. And um, you got a, a gig after that band and playing some private parties. And, um, uh, you know, got that wedding. We got a Campbell's wedding. <laughs> and uh, we've got, uh, um, oh gosh, I got to look at the, the tour. Yeah, every day I check out the uh, tour on the website there. You guys keep popping in new dates, so you've definitely got some steam rolling in, and I'm, I'm sure it'll oh, yeah, continue. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, shout out to, to Pete, Pete at uh, Showbams. You know, Showbams, uh, uh, one of the great music uh, blogs. Um, he's been really working with us, and I think we're making a real good synergistic, uh, you know, it, move, in moving forward and helping us reach uh, – collaboration you know making making a, the shaky feeling business brand and i think i think it's it's just going to be great and i'd love to see see myself doing that you know working full-time musician and um and then of course a quarter of the year i, I really want to get to go out and surf over there in indonesia <laughs> or something <laughs> one day it'll all come <laughs> together for you you can, you can do it all man yeah that'd be fun yeah, i love the quote we are free when we choose to be free uh, and, and, you know, if you just keep choosing to be yourself and move in that direction, you will get there and be free. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I hear that your band, actually, Shaky Feelin', has a big following from the deaf. Is that true? That, that is definitely true. Um, there's a there's quite a large, uh, substantial uh, deaf community here in Ventura County. And, um, They've picked up to the, you know, they all, to the jams, I guess, and the yeah, they love, you know, a lot of them know sign language and they love the bass and we got a great light show and they love the light show yeah. and they, they love the vibe that that's we cool. bring. I've never, I've never heard that before. So that's, that's a really kind of interesting uh, thing to have going on for you. Yeah, a lot of these people, they don't miss a show. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, and, you know, I know all their names. It's got to make you feel good. Yeah, they could read my lips though. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. You know, focusing on your goal to be a full-time musician and be able to take those vacations whenever you want, uh, to be able to go out there and surf and get in the cage with the great white sharks and, you know, jump off of a mountaintop with a wingsuit. Are there any practices or daily habits that you have in place to, to help you build those blocks so that you can get to that point? Well, I, I do. Uh, I work every day. <laughs> that's a that's a regular basis thing. I'm, you know, one one of the things um, I, as far as music is concerned is um, I always always practice. You know, um, I try and practice every day, and if I don't, you know, I try and make it up by practicing some other days. Um, I'm always thinking about uh, you know singing in the car. You know, I, that, that's one thing. Um, you know, harmonizing with the music. Um, you know, I try and learn the words. You know, I'm not not that great at uh, memorizing lyrics, but you know, I, I get it once I you know hear it over and over. So I think just like repetition, you know, just practice, practice, practice. You know, I, there was a guy and um, it's a great story in, in New York. I was walking down the street and I was talking to some guy and and uh, he says to me, he's like, 
hey, you know, uh, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And we're like a block away. And I'm like, hey, what are you kidding me? You know, I mean, uh, uh, it's, right, it's right over there. He's like, oh, I know how to get there. Practice, practice, practice. So I kind of laughed at him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So, you know, maybe one day we'll get there. But, uh, you know, um, I think the only way to get there, and I don't like saying one day because or someday because, you know, someday is not a day of the week. Yeah. So thinking in those terms every single day just gives me that drive, that passion, that power to, you know, really, um, you know, move forward. And, and it's tough, you know. I mean, like, you got to deal with a lot of people, you know, being in a band and, you know, uh, you know, T-shirts and CDs and making the album and putting in the time. You know, if you really, like, put up all the hours and then you go to a, you know, a, a place and, you know, you promote it and, the owner of the venue doesn't do anything, you know, and you don't get paid much. I mean, you're basically getting paid like a dollar an hour sometimes, you know, and so, you know, just, but just that, the passion, the drive and just the love for it and, you know, uh, the repetition of doing the stuff that you love, I think, uh, has really helped me get to where I am today. Cause a lot of people, they don't, they don't get that far, you know, doing what they love. And especially with music or, or the arts, and uh, you just got to keep keep hitting it, you know. Yeah, and that and that's the difference between successful and unsuccessful people. And I was reading a book earlier, "The Miracle Morning" by Hal Elrod, which I highly recommend to anybody who wants to change their life, uh, starting first thing in the morning. And there was a quote in there, and it was: "Successful people aren't born that way. They become successful by establishing the habit of doing things unsuccessful people don't like to do." The successful people don't always like doing these things themselves. They just go and get on and do them. And I think that was by a guy named Don Marquise. Absolutely. You can't be lazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you definitely can't be lazy. And, and we all figure out from the very beginning that it's, it's hard. And it's a lot harder than you think it's going to be before you start. And once you get into the thick of it and you realize how hard it is, you just have to stay committed and you have to think about your goals and your affirmations and envision where you're going to be in the future. And that'll get you through. And once you get over that hump where you're all in and there's no turning back, it's a really great feeling and, and things start to get a little bit easier. You start to get that return for all that work. And, and once you get that taste, it's fantastic. You know, the, the, the yeah. feeling's like the same as Christmas morning when you're six years old. It just doesn't get any better. But what I want to do now is, is transition and talk about some things that you've learned along the way on your journey. And first, you know, if if you could go back in time, is there anything that you would have done differently from the beginning? Well, <laughs> I always say it jokingly, you know, I'm like, well, I should have been a professional surfer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, for that, you'd have to surf every day and, you know, you know, uh, you know, really, really get on it. Um, but I mean, in the same sense with, with music, you know, you, you know, uh, one thing that I'd, I'd do differently would, um, God, I'd love to go back in the past and tell myself, you know, play more, yeah. play, play more, play more and more, you know, cause you're really going to love it. So, um, you know, uh, I wish I just, I wish I just played more other than that. You know, I really, you know, I've had a great time playing music, you know, through college. God, I've got so many crazy stories that I would love to share, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. I, you know, 
I wouldn't, really wouldn't want to do too much over, um, uh, besides just playing more. So. Great, man. Well, Franklin, if, if you could spend one hour with anybody from the past or present creating something, who would it be and what would you create? Well, that's a, that's a very interesting one. Um, one of the people that, uh, that really is off the charts with me and I think with a lot of other people um, is Rick Wakeman. I mean, that guy, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but I mean, like, he, I mean, he just would be awesome to just play with and just, you know, just, I'd love to make an album with just dual keyboards, you know, <laughs> like going at each other and shooting laser beams or whatever it is, you know, crazy sounds, little filters or whatever. Sounds like a party you know. to me. Yeah, it would be really cool, I thought, you know. So I, I definitely would love chill and kick back with, with Rick. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably pay a lot to watch that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would. All right, so, so now we're, you know, we're getting in towards 30 minutes here. Um, we're going to get into the closing questions. Alrighty. The first one is my favorite question of all. Um, it really brings out the creative sense for anybody <laughs> who would try to answer it. But if you had to battle Godzilla by yourself, how would you use your creativity or talents to defeat that big bastard? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Godzilla. Well, you know, in the in the spirit of in the spirit of music, you know, uh, being an engineer and also a biologist, uh, you know, I would definitely, I would definitely make a huge speaker that would beam some sound beams right at his body, right, and find that resonant frequency, so he shakes it up and he just explodes. You know? <laughs> Give him the big old brown note. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. I love it, man. I love the creativity. I'm going to love asking this question if all the answers are as good as that one. <laughs> so do you have any advice, uh, you know, favorite advice, resources, or, or tools that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, you know, one of these, one of the great um, people that I actually look up to a lot um, is uh, John Wooden. Um, I used to sit next to him at the UCLA basketball games. Um, great, great friend of my dad's um, and uh, my grandfather. And um, so he, he, he said that there's three things, you know, in life that, that I, I really try and follow. Um, and I think everyone really should follow because it, it, it's, it's really good. And, and one of them is you are never better than anybody else. You can only be the best you can be. And um, I think that's great. It's, it's a real, it, it really releases the ego. And if you release that ego, it, it really makes yourself feel good about yourself. You know, if you're always trying to think like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the best, you know, it's just, you wouldn't be the best at what? You know, being, being you, know, uh, you know, you're not better than anybody there, else. There's always somebody better and there's always somebody worse. And an ego is the worst thing that, that anybody can have, especially when they're trying to get to where we all want to be as entrepreneurs. 
Oh yeah, it destroys people. But um, yeah, so that's that's one thing. And the second thing he said was, you know, always be on time. You know, because you don't want to waste anybody else's time. You know, um, it, you know, and so that's that's really good. You know, and and it's funny, like all the bands, like especially Shaky Feeling and band I was in before, A Bad Love, when I was living in Santa Cruz, was is that we were always on time. And um, actually, we were like. We, we claimed ourselves, we were the most punctual band in Santa Cruz. And I kind of say the same thing in, inside my head. So always be on time, you know, ne- never be late. And the third thing is, is I, you know, we all, uh, I'm guilty of it too. And I've been trying to be better at it. Is, is just don't use profanity, you know. It's just, uh, there's better words, you know, intrigue mind, you know. You don't need to use those those words. And so I, 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 try, and, I try and go by those and, uh, you know, and one one more thing, my my favorite quote is also a John Wooden quote. Um, was uh, I, I love this thing is things turn out the best for those who make the best of the way things turn out. So I've I've lived by that too, you know. So I mean, and another way of saying it is, you know, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. Life. Man, I I really really love that. Things turn out the best for those who make the best of the way things turn out. Wow, man. I've never heard that one before. I, I'm uh, I'm going to write that one down and, and keep it close. That's great. And, and all this information will be on our website, uh, artsynow.com. And you can view all of his resources and, and tips of advice and answers to, to some of these questions there. So that's artsynow.com. So Franklin, man, it's been fantastic and this has been super exciting and thank you so much for being here on this interview today. And and before we go, is there anywhere that our listeners can get a hold of you if they need to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could go uh you go to shakyfeeling.com. Um that's a that's a great resource, a great great place. Uh, we just launched our new website, which it uh, looks uh, fantastic. Um <laughs> You did a great job, Heath. It's it's great. Um, uh, another thing is, you know, you can find me on Facebook. If you want to add me or send me a message? You know, my my name is Franklin Murphy, and um, uh, and uh, you know, I'm I'm on Instagram too. If you want to uh, follow me on Instagram, which is uh, my my name is California Bear Man, <laughs> and uh, all one word. And so, I love California. I love the bear, and so. No, I'm sure. Uh, I'm yeah, sure some of the pictures on that Instagram are, are definitely worth adding you and and keeping in touch. So, I, I got some good ones on there for sure. <laughs> well, again, man, thank you so much for being on this podcast and helping us kickstart this great cause. And hopefully, we can have you on again in the future. And just thanks a lot for being the entrepreneur now. And always remember to. Keep it heady. Right on, Keith. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur Now podcast. For all the show notes and more information, please visit artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Thank you. The music for this podcast was provided by Shaky Feeling out of Ventura, California. For more information, please visit shakyfeeling.com. Keep it funky.